Hi, it's Dr. Jenny, and I want to thank you for tuning in to my Health Hacks podcast. This week, we are looking at artificial sweeteners. So you may have heard that sugar is a huge problem, unless you live under a rock. We've all heard that, hey, you know, we need to eat less sugar. So um, eat some of the nasty things that sugar does to us is it increases our risk of diabetes. You can get cavities in your teeth from it. Um, it has a big part in the obesity epidemic we're seeing. And, you know, so this isn't all news but it, that we need to um, cut back sugar. But what do we do about it? What What is the solution? It, it seems like one of the, the things that we might want to do is to use something else other than sugar. So that something is very often some kind of artificial sweetener. And if you're reading labels, you'll see things like aspartame, sucralose, Splenda, NutraSweet, saccharin, acylfame, potassium K, which is um, abbreviated ACE-K in a lot of cases. And those are just to name a few. When, when you see these types of things, you'll notice that the sugar content in the product is lower, and that might seem like a good thing, but are you actually making a good trade? Um, I would say no, and here, here's why I say that. There are studies that have linked um, the, the six popular artificial sweeteners that I, I mentioned above, the aspartame, sucralose, saccharin, neotame, adventame, acylfame, K, um, those sweeteners, they have been linked to adverse effects such as cancer, weight gain, metabolic disorders, type 2 diabetes, and an alteration of gut microbiota activity. So what in the world does that mean? Um, it means that um, th these um, this, this study, and, and I have the, um, the reference to um, all these articles on my blog, which is drjenny.com slash blog, if you want to actually read the, um, the article for yourself and go straight to the source. But um, they, they are saying in the study that um, those artificial sweeteners that I mentioned are linked to things like cancer, gaining weight, type 2 diabetes, and then an alteration of gut microbiota activity. It's just, think of it as destroying the proper flora in your gut. Um, so we, we know, if, if you've been listening to me at all, you'll know that I talk about digestion a lot and that the, the environment of your digestive um, or um, mi microbiome is, is a fancy word to say that, but the, that environment is very crucial to your overall good health. So these um, artificial sweeteners have been shown to disrupt that. Um, and, and it's probably some combination of allowing things that shouldn't grow bacteria, that shouldn't thrive to thrive, and having a, a negative impact on the ones that should be there. So that, that would be... Um, that would be my thought on that. But it anyway, it disrupts this healthy um, digestive environment. And so that might have you rethinking whether or not you or your kids, your spouse, your loved ones want to eat or drink these things. In fact, you might be asking yourself, aren't the very things these are trying to prevent the things that they're causing, like type 2 diabetes? Aren't you 
shying away from sugar in favor of these artificial sweeteners in order to prevent things like that. And now there are studies that are showing that they're actually causing that. I, I also find it ironic that these substances actually raise your insulin or your blood sugar levels. And that happens the same way that, that sugar does it. So we think that we are trading in sugar for something that doesn't raise our blood sugar levels and create this insulin response. But actually, the, there's a study that was done by the Journal of Public Health and Nutrition. They are suggesting that artificial, artificial sweeteners have been um, associated with an increased risk of weight gain, obesity, and type 2 diabetes. And that is because they spike your insulin levels the same way that eating sugar does. And, you know, that's another interesting tidbit because a lot of people will use these artificial sweeteners and, you know, in whether it's in a drink or a food or however they consume it so that they are trying to beat this addiction that they have with sugar because they know they um, don't want to be addicted to sugar and that that's a health threat to them, but that they're, they're actually making the problem just it's creating just as much of a problem by using the artificial sweeteners. So um, when you look at um, things that are labeled as sugar-free, reduced sugar, um, keep your eyes out for these um, artificial sweeteners. I have seen them in things like fruit cups that are for kids, those like little mandarin orange cups that you um, open and the kids seem to love, sports drinks, fruit drinks, have even seen it in bread products, which that was really surprising to me when I first started reading labels and looking for these things, but it, they seem to be in everything and we feed them to ourselves and our children. And we, you know, we might want to rethink that. I, in, in my opinion, I don't feel like it's a risk worth taking. I, I do my best to avoid these things personally and for my family when I'm shopping for them and, and, looking at things that are going into my kids' mouths, <laughs> as much control over it as you can have, which gets less and less as they get older. But um, I, I don't buy those things at the house. And so what do we do when we're trying to limit sugar in our diets? I, I think the first thing we have to do is we have to eat less of it. And okay, I totally get that that is oversimplified, but just hang, hang with me for a minute. Um, there's something called the um, glucose insulin pump, um, you know, phenomenon where if you eat more of things with sugar, then you will crave more sugar. But the reverse is also true where if you eat less, you will want less. And so really the, the only answer for this is to over time just reduce the amount of sugar that you're eating and then you will find that the less you eat, the less you need. And um, th there's there's a lot of moving parts to this. And, and I do a lot of work with people on this because it's, it is a big deal. And so, you know, again, oversimplified, but that is the, the gist of it. You just start cutting back, read labels, choose things that don't have added sugar, choose foods that are unprocessed and as close to their natural state as you can find them. And then, um, Think of the things that should fill your diet 
eat those things first, and then you won't have a lot of room or need for these high sugar grab and go kinds of things. If you do a good job meal planning and prepping and thinking ahead and filling your diet with um, meats that are healthy, organic, pastured, grass fed, those types of meats uh, and eggs, nuts, seeds, healthy fats, think avocado, coconut products, lots of veggies. And when I say lots of veggies, I'm talking about like five plus servings of vegetables a day. Um, and then use fruit a little bit as your sweetness. So um, grab an apple and put some um, almond butter on it or have a serving of blueberries or strawberries or, um, you know, grab a little um, clementine tangerine or something like that and use it as if you feel like you need to have something sweet, work in one, maybe at the most two servings of fruit every day, balanced with um, a lot of veggies, five and up. And then um, if you do that, you'll notice there's not, you don't need to eat a lot of other stuff because you're satisfied and, and full and nourished. The, I think the low fat diet was one of the worst things we could have ever thought of in the health world. And um, the reason I think that is because if you consume a low fat diet, you by definition have to have a, a high carbohydrate diet because there's only so much protein a person can safely consume. And that's somewhere between 20, maybe even upwards of 30%, but 20 to 25% is pretty standard and pretty, in, in my opinion, sufficient and adequate for most people. So, okay that's good. If you eat more protein than that, what you do is you overwork your kidneys in, in most cases, you just can't absorb it. Um, and then your kidneys bear the brunt of that. So you've got that 25% of your diet say, and then if you cut the fat, what is left? It's, it's carbohydrate. There's only three choices. You can either eat fat, carbohydrate, or protein. Those are your three buckets. So less in one means more in the other. So as people have phased out fat, they had to naturally increase the carbohydrate content of their diet. And if they were eating lots of vegetables and a little bit of fruit, I think that would be great. But they do, that's not what people do. They, they add things like bread and pasta and cereal and these high sugar, high glycemic foods that are, I think, the foundation of a lot of our major health problems that we see today. So don't be scared of healthy fat. In fact, having an adequate amount of healthy fat will help you feel full and satisfied, which helps cut down on the sugar cravings. So that's, I think that's really important. Also, um, let's talk a little bit about um, some alternatives that I think can be safely used in small quantities. Things like um, honey. And if you have access to local honey, even better, because there's a lot of um, benefits to having um, honey come from your area in terms of allergy and exposure to um, allergens that are unique to your area. So local honey and, and a little bit of stevia. Now, again, I say in the small amounts and I say that because the idea is we want to create this environment where we're not feeding this like sweet monster that just craves sugar. So we do that by limiting the amount that we take in. And so you don't want to go overboard with those things. So just um, remember to use those in 
very small amounts. And if you have some major underlying health condition, you may have to um, avoid honey and stevia right now. And, and that's obviously unique to everybody. And that's beyond the scope of this, this article, but um, just know that um, reducing sugar is a big deal and it, it's hard. It's probably the hardest thing that I do when I deal with people in the health transformation space, that that's probably the hardest thing that most people have um, to do is, is to get a handle on this sugar. It's hard for me. It's hard for my family. I get it. Um, but I also know that it, there are so many benefits that it is so worth it. And I've seen the, the benefits in, in my own life and in those that I work with. Um, I just don't believe that replacing the sugar with artificial sweeteners is, is a good idea for all the reasons we listed above. So I hope that um, this gave you some food for thought and um, just want to encourage you to, to get better one day at a time, one small thing at a time. And this is something that you can start looking at and always be in constant improvement around. So thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you.